Best podcast, top of the iTunes charts, best in the world, actually, recently declared. I'm Nolan. With me is... I'm Janelle. And... I'm Alex. And we're here to talk about video games mainly, hopefully, if we get to them. I sure hope so. You guys been playing anything lately? Alex? What What do you all know about apes? I know that they're hairy. They're big. They got big feet and their feet have thumbs. They got hand feet. They got feet hands, got hand feet. if you well, will. Did you know that we were apes? That's right. I'm looking at you. What if somebody audience. made a video game about the time when we were apes? Assassin's Creed director <laughs> Panisse de Le... How do you say his name? What's his name? I, I, I don't know his name. It's I'm, I'm very for French. you to fill me in. It's very French. Okay, just give it your, give it your best yeah, give shot. give it your best. Pa- Paris de Tre, maybe? Sure. Okay. Okay, so so the, the French dude who made Assassin's Creed uh-huh. uh, left and made a game about apes uh, in this game called uh, uh, Ancestors, the Humankind Odyssey. That's just three separate video game titles. <laughs> I like to imagine, we were joking before the podcast, like, oh, they just had three names in development and they couldn't pick which ones. There's, so like, there's like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and there's this game by the Res Infinite guy for PSVR called Humankind. Just someone makes an Ancestors and we can make a little compilation We have it. I mean, it's Ancestors semicolon human kind of yeah yeah. what is this game it's a game where you are assassin's creed monkey kind of wait wait, Uh, really well okay the control scheme is a very assassin's creedy and i'll talk about that a little bit more okay but you essentially play as a family of there's no scientific name because you're the missing link you are the theoretical bridge between hominids and apes essentially and it's your job as these apes to evolve to that point uh you can switch between any of them you're basically like a small family unit hmm. uh you switch between any of them and your goal is to kind of just survive in the east african jungle and you learn things um but the game makes it very clear from the beginning that it's not going to tell you anything and when it says that it means it it doesn't tell you anything wait so i've heard that when you're learning things to evolve your tribe you have like a skill tree are you not seeing the names of skills or descriptions what what you do you see nothing what do you are you not seeing like a list of pictures to choose from you or see what's nothing. Going, what does it look like when you evolve it looks like so the idea is they use uh neurons like brain neurons the idea uh-huh. is that like the, the apes are like evolving their brains and you get neuronal energy is what they call it by doing things in front of babies you have you know how like <laughs> <laughs> wait that's what i do <laughs> <laughs> in my daily life. Oh, no. You may not want to admit that on a podcast. No, just things like magic tricks. Oh, well, that's how you get brain energy. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like that. But instead of magic tricks, you like break coconuts. And if that a is baby, a magic trick. I can't do that. That's true. Do that well, you Can need you? obsidian. Okay. That's what I learned from this video game. <laughs> okay. You break coconuts, you get energy. Well, you do other things to get energy, but yes, you, you break coconuts in front of babies. There has to be like a baby attached <laughs> to you. What? Because babies learn. They're sure. what teach the next generation. That's how you teach the next generation, right? Oh, so there's, okay. That makes sense. So there's zero reason to never not have at least two babies clinging onto you at any point in time. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait, stop. We're yeah. talking about ancestors. De- Death Stranding's not out for a couple weeks. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give, it, give it some time. But, you know, Death Stranding is about the human connection so is this game there's still so much we don't know about babies and there's so much we don't know about this game because they don't fucking tell you anything so for a little personal anecdote you were you're able to tear sticks off of trees and i was like oh i know what to do here i'm gonna sharpen the stick a sharp stick is like the first step in being human right so like (laughs) 
I, I, I got a rock in one hand. I had to level up the ability to carry things in two hands, by the way. I got a rock in one <laughs> hand and a stick in the other. Oh, I can't carry Big two damn. rocks. There's a prompt that says you can't carry two rocks. <laughs> Not if you don't think about it first. Well, yeah, you have to think about it. But You got you to gotta break a coconut in front of a baby <laughs> <laughs> and then drop one out of the coconut because yeah, yeah. you can't carry them both at the so same time. So I'm like, okay, it's going to take – I know what to do here. Like uh-huh. me, Alex McKnight – knows what to do here. I am smarter than ape. But but the ape, which all have these weird like one syllable names like Vong and Monk. Like <laughs> <laughs> But so anyway, I'm like I know what to do here. I'm going to sharpen the stick. I'm going to have a sharp stick. That's what every human needs. It's a sharp stick, right? That's how you get along in life, especially when you're in the jungle. So, it gives me the prompt to alter. And I'm like, "Okay." And my ape basically stands there with a rock in one arm and the other holding the stick against the ground. And has this inquisitive look on its face. That's like lips pursed. And it doesn't do anything. And it took me forever for me to figure out that there's a sound effect that you have to sync it to. And this sound effect is very, very silent. It is a very silent like... That's how you know when to do a prompt, right? You press the button or you let go of the button whenever there's that certain noise. I have some issues with that because like if you're hard of hearing or deaf, you just can't fucking play the game. Is there anything that adds some kind of subtitle? No. There's nothing. There's no. There's, there's no. Nev- there's nothing at all. There's never anything in this game. They should update it to put some kind of like visual flair, maybe, yeah, or, or like literally anything yeah. would be great. So it took me forever to figure out. Oh, okay. I have to time it to this. If I don't do it right, I break the stick. So I went through like five sticks. I went through a whole fucking tree trying to sharpen my stick, and I finally get my stick sharpened. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm the fucking big man in the jungle now. And I got my stick, and I'm headed out. I'm like, I'm not scared of whatever's out in the jungle. I'm going to carry my stick, and I'm going to go explore. Because you also get neuronal energy by discovering new things and where things are. Uh. So, like, I'm going to go find new fruit trees. I'm going to go, like, look at new animals. I'm going to learn about the world around me. And this big fucking saber-toothed cat called the Macrodontus or something. And I was like, oh, that thing's scary. You see that in the cutscene at the beginning? But I'm like, oh, no, I got a fucking stick. You can't attack with the stick. Oh. You just have the stick. Oh. You have to learn how to attack separately somewhere down the line. And you the have way to that... punch another ape in front of a baby. <laughs> you have to punch the baby ape, and then it will learn to defend itself. And you, have to, you, have, you have to hold two babies at once. Smash and, them together and like rocks. Them yeah. like you're breaking a coconut. And then Drink all... the brain juices, and then your brain will grow. It's all full circle. Yeah. But, but so you just got mauled by a saber. I got mauled by a saber-toothed cat. My guy died. It teleported me to a different guy, a different ape. I had to go rescue the babies. That I think that's one of my biggest issues with the game is that it doesn't tell you anything. I understand what they're doing, right? It's like, oh, they want to they want it to feel like, oh, you're actually learning because they don't want you to know all. Well, I imagine the like they're like you're supposed to fail a bunch, right? Because that's you're supposed to fail a it... bunch. But the problem is, this is a fifty hour game, and it's a fairly linear game. Oh, it's not just like an open world. Not really. A little bit. Like you, it's it's a lot like MGS five, where like you get thrown into an area. Like, you get a little playground, and you start off in different areas of playground. Like, I spawned in this, like, this nice little jungle. This, this might be the, the place where you spawn it the first time is in this nice little jungle area. And it was like, oh, there's no predators, and there was lots of food. And you, could, you could get honey from the trees. It was great. And so after several hours of trial and error and maulings and, and attacks and me not knowing why I can't eat certain things, like, it wouldn't let me eat. There was a bird's nest. It wouldn't let me eat eggs. Like, my body just could not metastasize eggs. I got sick every time I ate eggs. And there was a, there was a baby who had a genetic, random genetic mutation that let him metabolize certain foods. And so He's I had to wait egg. for him to grow up. He's the egg baby. He wasn't, though, because he wasn't able to eat the egg. And they don't tell you that. 
There's no way of knowing. So, what okay. was his mutation? His mutation was that he was able to eat certain foods. But not, not eggs. Not egg. But not eggs. They didn't say what foods. They were just like, oh, he can eat certain foods. The only foods I couldn't eat were mushrooms and eggs. So I figured it would but be you, one of those. But you, but, but you couldn't, like, you didn't know that because you, you couldn't see the prompt. You had to try a mushroom and you an egg to, first yes, and, then, yes. and then get sick. Yeah, you had to try the mushroom, try the egg, and then get sick and get dizzy and, like, move slower because you're sick because your body can't metabolize that food. So where is the Assassin's Creed DNA? The Assassin's Creed DNA comes in how fucking awful it controls. See, I said it. <laughs> Assassin's Creed has shit controls, and so does this game. To run, you have to hold down the A button, and then when you let go of the A button, you jump. So that's the only way to you, jump. You cannot run without jumping. And you at cannot the end jump without run. running. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty rough. That's um, what a monkey would do if they. Is what a monkey would do. <laughs> they they actually brought actual <laughs> apes into the studio to develop the they game. They actually had like like um, a like a consultant ape. And yeah. I'm just in a glass like case on the edge of the like, studio. What do you what do you think about this particular motion? <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll look into that. Slams his big dumb hand on the glass <laughs> and like draws like a perfect map of the level they're making. Oh, that's genius! Oh, I never thought of Thank that. Thank you, Francis. Brilliant. So, are you actually enjoying the game at all? That's the thing. I've I quit this game several times. Like, okay, fuck this. This was a waste of my money. I'm I'm done with this. I don't. This game frustrates me more than it is interesting. But I keep thinking about it. You did say that later tonight. You're gonna go get pissed off. I'm at gonna go. I'm gonna go play the fucking game again because I want to understand. Like, okay, there's you can go through generations, but you can also go through several thousand years and evolve, right? And yeah. I evolved, but I think I evolved too soon because where my new tribe is, several hundred thousand years in the future or whatever, um, they're still the same, like eight people, they're just a little bit smarter. But they're in an area with a bunch of pigs. There's like warthogs. Oh, oh no! And they get scared. Okay, so there's an interesting mechanic also with uh, adrenaline, right? Like they get scared because the world is scary because they're dumbass apes. They don't know any better. Um, so when they get scared, they just start like screaming and attracting attention, and they're harder to control because they're scared. Uh, so if they're near predators or if they're near unfamiliar areas, there's like this spooky demon energy and like predator silhouettes that you see and noises because they're scared of the area around them. Sure. My camp is surrounded by pigs and I can't do anything about it. And they're all scared shitless of the pigs because pigs will fuck you up. The entire development of humankind has been arrested. Yeah. Because so of the now, pigs. Right. So now I'm going to have to go home after this. I'm going to restart the game. I'm going to keep carrying around fucking babies and cracking coconuts and trying to make more sharp sticks that I can't fucking do anything with because this game is just so goddamn interesting. I hate it. And I really want, I, no, no, it's not that I want to like it. I do like it, but I also really, really, it frustrates the hell out of me. And not in ways that I want it to all the time. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it's like, oh, this is cool. I'm actually learning because I didn't know how this worked. But other times it's like, I know what to do. The human being, Alex McKnight, knows what to do with this rock and this stick, but I can't make the ape do it. The human being, Alex McKnight, is in his room with like a whiteboard and like various pictures of apes like tied together with strings on his wall. And he's like, why can't I get out of the pig cave? It's, it's infuriating. You mentioned the controls, too. Another thing is that when you're doing well, this no, you, game, you mentioned them angrily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> when you're doing this, this mini game where you're trying to like do certain things, be it crack a coconut or sharpen a <laughs> stick or uh, what's another one? I love the crack a coconut mini game. Yeah, that's my favorite mini game. There's that. There's a mating mini game too. So you ooh, have to like, uh, you have to like pick uh, bugs out of your mate's hair at a certain time, and then they'll clap and make dumb ape noises. It's great. <laughs> nice. um, but if you do it enough, then they love you, and you can go have steamy ape sex and come up with a little baby ape kid who you then take to who the you then carry of around the with you everywhere. Place and you crack a coconut in front of him. And you make a stick. Yeah, make a stick. But you can't use the stick. It goes over, over and over and over again. Like it's it's incredibly repetitive. Uh. And it's incredibly frustrating. And you spent 50 bucks on it. 
No, no. I spent like, I, I think it launched at like 40. I got it for 30, but. I don't know. Sounds like I'm going to uh, uh, not not play it. It's. I would suggest that you watch like a playthrough of it. But the issue is you got to watch like an hour of it to understand, oh, here's what this game is. Can you, like, you should stream it. I'd watch you stream. Yeah, I'll stream it. Ape, Ape Assassins. Fuck, I'll stream Ape Game. <laughs> I'll stream the Ape Game. Um, uh, uh, we, I've been talking about Ape Game for too long. I'm getting steamed. I'm getting fucking pissed about Apes. You guys can't see this, but he's I'm, literally I'm going to need red. to break a damn coconut if I keep talking about Apes I, anymore. God. I gotta, I gotta, I don't have any babies attached to me. Where's the nearest me. baby? I gotta go pick up some babies and teach them about how to survive. Someone Except I don't even know how to survive. I can't go too far in the woods because there's scary demon energy and tigers. If you don't shut up, I'm gonna run completely out of neural energy. What would you rate it? Uh, right in this moment. Right in this moment? 7 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Flawless. Perfect game. Perfect game I game. haven't played. But like, I mean, the long and the short of it is this game is really frustrating and not in ways that I think it should be. Those moments where it's like, oh, I get it, are interesting, but those are so few and far between with this general frustration. Yeah. But it's such, an, it's such a weird high concept. I think you need a little bit more hand-holding than it gives you. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of like, here's here's a hint about what to do. And it doesn't really do that, I don't think. It certainly sounds more interesting to me than like a spore. It's one se. of the most interesting you know? games that I've played in a while. Like I keep thinking about it. Like I said, I was at work today thinking about like, oh, what can I do with this? There's, there's snails, right? And like the snails, the snail, you have to get the snail out of the shell. If you get the snail out of the shell, then you get more energy because I found ones that birds had picked out of the shells. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to get this snail out of its shell so I can eat it and get, and metastasize snail energy? Because I can eat snails. I can't eat eggs, but I can eat snails. And snails are good. Snails give you poison prevention. Well, it is a French game. That's. Uh. But yeah, it's incredibly interesting and I keep thinking about it and I keep thinking about how frustrating it is. So well, yeah, there's Assassin's Creed Monkeys Audius Origins Mankind Cave Ape game. Mankind the Pig Wars. Mankind the Pig. 10,000 BC, the, the hit film. The Missing Pig Link. Uh, man. The Missing Pork Links. You guys, last week we talked about some Blizzard stuff. Some stuff went down. Any of you guys play League? Uh, no. I no? pretended to like it in high school. To Why? seem cool. Oh, yeah. I... If those are the people you wanted to seem cool for, you should have found like better cool people. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, oh, yeah. Like, I know. League, oh, I know. I mean, I don't know. League is fine. I feel these days about League kind of the way that I feel about Fortnite, maybe, where I don't personally have any interest in playing it, but I'm starting to understand less and less the vehement anti League sentiment people have. Why? You know? I mean, like, in my experience, it's not even necessarily the game's fault it just most of the people i know who have started playing league have also coincidentally i guess become incredibly toxic yeah well anyway that is something i've heard a lot that Um, that is true that is true though anyways the reason i abruptly brought up the blizzard stuff and league is because if you guys remember from last week's episode there's a big controversy with blizzard some people calling for boycotts and interestingly league their 10th anniversary of League of Legends, which came out in 2009, to my shock, that does not seem like the game's that old, but but it is. Um, it's weird. I thought the game was older. Really? Yeah, because I, I don't remember ever being around some of my friends and them not talking about League. It's weird. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's been around since Humankind Ancestors Odyssey. I have yet to invent League of Legends, but I'm getting there. Lux broke I've got a couple heroes, coconut. and I'm trying to figure out how to rush B. That's not a League thing, dude. What? That's that's, that, that's a Counter-Strike thing. Rush the, what do you rush in? Uh, mid, top. Rush mid. Rush yeah. mid. 
Rush the Jungle. Yeah. We're in the jungle. You, See? This God is the gamer damn podcast idiot. where we know video games. Shit, I'm sorry. I'm, this is my, I'm, I'm going to quit. Anyways, point is, their 10th anniversary of League coincided with the uh, fallout of this Blizzard news, which, which I'm, I'm assuming they already had this planned, but they have this deluge of new game announcements that, that all came out at once. And yeah, because this is Riot's 10th anniversary, and they right, want to earn right. that plural Riot games in their name. Whether intentionally or not, the four games they announced... Well, it's more than four. Is it? Is it five? Did I count wrong? I just picked the most interesting ones. There oh, was yeah. quite a few, and quite a few things that they teased, but and didn't really talk too much wh- about. Whether intentionally or not, was ended up being positioned as an almost direct response to Blizzard's waning popularity. You have people ditching Overwatch, one of the most successful hero-based tactical, you know, if you want to stretch the word, shooters, and then Riot coming right out from behind that corner and announcing. A hero shooter with classes and looks really similar cartoonish art style. What the one of the characters they showed actually used uh, Mercy's Res and May's Ice Wall on the same kit. Mm-hmm. Anyways, point I'm making, they're sliding into like take over the throne if Blizzard really does uh, lose their popularity. But like, so, someone want to talk about like some of the games they announced? Uh, well, there's an uh, announcement that a variation of League called Wild Rift is coming to mobile and consoles, which I'm surprised that is hasn't come sooner to be honest it looks like it's it's like pretty much the same game but it's like with a, some i guess there's some missing here champions and there's and like minor differences i guess yeah I, none of us know enough about league to be super precise about the, the differences I, I certainly did read a comment thread about it so but that's all i know I'm there not, is I'm no a, expert yeah there's the fps that nolan brought up uh, they're calling it project a for now it's like counter-strike but slash overwatch it's very I, I leaned more towards counter-strike it was kind of counter-strikey to they me they talked a lot in the video about how they want to eliminate specifically peaker's advantage and and like rein in on tick rates which was actually a big thing when overwatch was oh that's right first being pushed as a competitive game people complained that the game was i want to say was it 48 tick or was it 24 i couldn't tell you the number but it wasn't um, good enough it wasn't high enough uh whereas you have games like counter-strike that can go between like 60 and 120 tick or whatever and it if you don't know what that means, it basically is how fast the server refreshes and like how it ends up affecting how accurate the action can be, like moment to moment. Uh, more information, yeah. There was also an interesting one. Uh, this kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't expect this at all. Um, an esports manager game, Fantasy kind of football, like football, baby. Well, no, it's kind of like a, a football manager. Yeah. Um, where you like you're managing your your team, which is interesting. Mm. Um, I could see that being a neat idea. I don't know very much about it to be honest that this game and the league competitive scene so who knows but it's 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 got my interest i'm curious yeah yeah it's neat that they're doing that in any case well the next one like i'm kind of interested you know you you played a good amount of hearthstone back in the day no yeah but i'm no hearthstone expert sure but like so as our resident hearthstone expert (laughs) that is me fun fact janelle actually has a phd in Hearthstone esports. Janelle invented Hearthstone. She um, was one of those apes that invented Hearthstone along with League of Legends in the jungle. Janelle ben, was actually the first person to make the uh, Dota mod on Warcraft 3. Ben Brode tweeted back at me one time. Who's that? He's the Hearthstone oh, guy. Only, oh, cool. Only the resident Hearthstone exactly. expert would exactly. know exactly. who that it's guy true. is. But but did you get to <laughs> did you get to see the trailer for their totally not Hearthstone League of Legends card game? I actually didn't. I tend to avoid most of those games. Like sure. I like Hearthstone because I like Blizzard. Yeah. Not because I'm particularly interested in card games. Do you feel that the market needs another one of those games? Which which if you probably know what Hearthstone is, but if you don't, it's basically you just take a property and make it into a card game, competitive card game. I mean that's that's a weird way to put it. Um, and but like. I, 
like it's it's the World of Warcraft uh, or Warcraft characters and lore and and setting, but like translating those battles into like a very streamlined card game. It's free. You like pay for card packs and whatnot. Build your deck. You know, it's 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 that kind of thing. And now and now Lee's gonna have one of those too, along with like Valve made one of those for Dota. There's Elder Scrolls Legends. Right. Oh, that's then, right. Yeah. Yeah. Which we saw at the Hard Rock Cafe in Seattle. I we saw like that. this weird that. live presentation about the Elder Scrolls card game. I mean, like, like for me, like I said, how I only like that game because of Blizzard. I guess it doesn't hurt to have a bunch, right? There are some Elder Scrolls fans who probably only play those games now because they wanted to play more Elder Scrolls universe stuff in a card game or whatever. I mean, it's cool that League is making one. I'm not going to play it, mm-hmm. but it's, I think it, it has a niche. It's very much like this is like a game that's kind of like Hearthstone, um, like these other games have been. I think looks interesting to me is is uh, I only put a little bit of Hearthstone, but it looks like they're taking the same basic formula as Hearthstone in terms of gameplay uh, loop and adding a couple small twists on it to change the way that it it works strategically, which is what you want to do with like any riff on a formula. But there seem pretty significant in that card game way where you can make you know from the outside what look like insignificant changes, but when you mess with the gameplay loop, it it's like it's like with fighting games. Like fighting games have really small uh, incremental differences between them, but it but like it radically alters the meta between each entry. Yeah. yeah. And like speaking of fighting games, so there was about uh, maybe five seconds of footage, if if yeah, yeah. of uh, Project L, which is a fighting game set in the League of Legends universe. Um, so this has been kind of an open secret for a while. I think it got either leaked or announced at the last Evo. Um, and people, there'd been rumors about them working on a fighting game for quite some time. Um, but a while ago, I'm talking like, what was that? Like three, four years ago. I don't remember exactly when, but there was a game called rising thunder that was made by, I believe it was Seth Killian. One of the big street fighter players in the like competitive scene, he made this company and he made his game where instead of doing inputs, you know, like quarter circle forward a or whatever, it was all, all of the special moves were mapped to buttons on your keyboard which I thought was a really interesting idea and a really cool thing because I think when people look at fighting games, they get really intimidated by the inputs and just don't want to play them. Um, so teaching the mechanics and the why fighting games are cool without having that high barrier of entry is a brilliant idea, I think. So this game was around for a while. It was sort of in like a weird public beta, and then Riot Games bought them out, actually. So they bought the rights to the game and just sort of sat on it for a while. And without getting too much in-depth... I do have a contact, and uh, Nolan and Janelle can confirm this. I do have a contact that is involved directly with Riot. And I was in a car with them at one time, and I mentioned, what are you going to do with Rising Thunder? And they sort of awkwardly, because I kind of cornered them, were like, well, we're, we're doing something with it. We're working on it. And that was enough to get me excited. Cut to a month later, they said they're stopping development on it and releasing the source code. Way to go, Alex. But so that's something. Good. They did like a, a twist on it, you know. They canceled development, released the source code, but then they called it the community edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it sounds like they're doing so you a people favor. can edit it if they want. Yeah, exactly. But it mm-hmm. basically just means they stopped working on it. So, so that was disappointing. How much of that do you? Well, I mean, you can't really know. It's all conjecture. But it's do you, all because we see does a this, couple seconds does this, of it. Would it? You think it would make sense for them to just? 
Oh, it's gotta be. Because League of Legends has always been about like Dota, but accessible. It's gotta be. Because like, like, I mean, Janelle just mentioned like, oh, I can see the appeal of a card game set in that universe. A lot of people could probably see the appeal of a fighting game set in that universe. But a traditional fighting game or a Rising Thunder style fighting game. Oh, it's gonna be a Rising Thunder style. That's what I'm thinking. Because I mean, they bought that engine and that tech and that studio for a reason, right? And like the first thing people compared it to when it was out was, oh, this is, this plays like a MOBA, um, which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I can't really see any of this getting me into League of Legends except for potentially the fighting game. That's what I'm most interested in personally. If it ends up being a nice bridge into the larger fighting game world, because I've kind of, I'm I'm at this roadblock, right? I, I can play Smash, you know, well enough to compete with my friends and be on even footing. Like, um, Alex got me the Street Fighter 30th anniversary collection on Switch for my birthday one year, and I must have put less than five hours into that thing because I just cannot beat the basic, like, level two to three CPUs in that Mm. game. The only time that I've played a fighting game on single player and been able to make any headway was with Guru Mark of the Wolves because that game is a four-button fighter instead of six. Mm. So I, I, I need that, like, I need that middle range game that this league game looks like it could be. Yeah, yeah. And I mean and I mean Smash and uh a traditional fighting game are totally different animals. You know, there's the the thing in the the big thing in the fighting game community is Smash isn't a fighting game, which obviously isn't true. Um but you know, these are these are kind of uncomparable things. And I wonder if this Project L is going to have a similar sort of pushback where people are like this isn't a real fighting game. But people seemed to really like uh Rising Thunder when that came out. And that seemed to be a really good way to teach, like, fundamentals and mechanics. Um, so I'm definitely going to keep my eye on it. I'm definitely really curious about it. Yeah, because when you remove inputs, the only thing there is left to focus on is, like, spacing and strategy. Yeah, So you yeah. have to learn how to read your opponent first and then... Which is the core. This is, like, the appeal of fighting games. In- inputs, as far as I see them, and I know there's different opinions, but I, I almost see fighting game inputs as, like... Uh, I don't want to say an unnecessary barrier to entry, but the interesting part of fighting games to me is already represented in the way that I feel and think when I'm playing a round of smash. And, f- and so like, I want, I really, really want to feel that with a street fighter, but I can't, I can't get myself to put in like the, the, the practice and time to like have the same amount of fun that I can already do with an easier game. Mm-hmm. You know, and, so. and that's the big thing. The, the big debate right. is always like, do we want to lower the skill ceiling? And, and, you know, there's something to be said about that. I'm definitely not an esports pro. Um, if you are, please send us an email. We'd love to. We'd love to chat about that. I'm if very you, interested. Yeah, if you are, an if you're Seth pro. Killian, you wanna just shoot us a message. Oh, what's up, Seth? Yeah, I heard you like playing games where you do a punch and a kick. Maybe a kick and a whack and a fireball. Yeah, big jump. <laughs> Blizzard got a punch. Yeah, I remember Blizzard and a, and a kick. We had some discussions about Blizzard. Yeah, we did. We did. I don't know if this merits an entire news story. But, it's uh, worth bringing up. It's worth bringing up that like there was going to be an Overwatch launch event for the Switch release, which came out and runs terribly. And oh, surprise. Surprise. Yeah, that game, you can have like one ultimate on screen at a time without your Switch melting and turning into Gooigi. It's <laughs> the whole thing. Janelle, tell us about this, this, uh, this, this Blizzard launch event at the Nintendo NYC. I mean, I don't know much about it other than just Nintendo canceled it and are offering full refunds for the game, which to my which understanding they is never do. They don't do that. Shocking. that. This is like a big first time thing that they're doing. It's kind of like yeah. throwing Blizzard beneath the bus. Yep. Well, yep. Yeah. What interests me more is that Blizzard canceled their own event today for WoW in Taiwan. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. So yeah. like, I don't know. This whole thing's just been a mess, but 
Nintendo doing that was definitely pretty shocking. Yeah. And they haven't advertised it or anything. No. Because um, this was their big ticket item when they uh, announced it, right? Like, oh, this yeah, was yeah. Their... It was like towards the end of the direct. No, it, well, it was at the, at, the at the very beginning. Well, either way, that's the same. Yeah, the, it's the same sort it's of the impact. Same, like, uh, yeah, get, it's like, this is, well, this is the big thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and now they're just sort of, I'd be, I wonder if it's going to go the way of like console TF2 or like Counter-Strike where they just sort of don't update it. Like they just sort of abandoned it. Has like Jeff Kaplan said anything? Has he done not to my knowledge, but I definitely have been keeping up with that. I, I imagine if I was Jeff Kaplan, I would not want to even touch it with a 10-foot pole. Like, speaking of that, we we actually had a conversation about this last night, the idea of, like, the face of the company, you know, Jeff Kaplan, Activision, whatever, publishers, versus, like, the people on the ground floor working on the game. And I remember last week you said that you don't feel like you would go back to playing Blizzard games, but there was more to it than that. And I'm, can you, like, talk about what you how you've been feeling since last week on that front i am so confused about how i feel like on one hand blizzard activision is capital really bad right and i don't want to support what they're doing but on the other hand there are those workers who are making really kick-ass games and i want to support them but i don't want to support their companies and i just i don't know how to navigate that i don't know how and you're they supposed don't make to make the kind of games that you can get for free like you can't pirate exactly. those yeah and I don't know, I feel like I was a little bit hasty when I said I'll never play one of those games again. But at the same time, I don't know what the right answer is. I, I don't think anybody really does. Yeah, but. but I do think it's important that to acknowledge that like oh, the decisions of the company are not the decisions of these individuals who are working on the games. But if you're going to keep supporting the games, you're supporting the company first. And then that money is going from that to those people. Like those people are still getting paid regardless. Right. And you know, they're, yeah, they're still they're still getting a paycheck regardless. If you're supporting it, you're telling people that you're okay with it. That's true. And I'm sure that a lot of oh, I'm not even sure. I'm positive that people were protesting this within the Blizzard like ranks. But I do think that you don't have a point also because this is exactly how I felt when the stories about the exploitation of Rockstar's employees at Red Dead Two came out. Mm-hmm. I thought. I don't know that I want to support, it's not that I don't know, I don't want to support these practices of overworking employees, but at the same time, if I had spent eight years of my life slaving away on a piece of art and it was finally being released, I think the least I would want is to see it make a return, to make some kind of of splash. But, But also... You have a point too, Alex, because they're not the ones getting the getting the knockback when when that product makes a splash. Well, also there's a there's a weird misconception that like, oh, you know, they're working on this art, they're pouring their heart and soul into, right? Think about like a movie, right? There's a difference between a director or even a producer and like a gaffer. They're not making, by and large, like very many decisions about the product. They're also maybe not super invested in the product. Yeah, they're doing what they can do to you know make ends meet and get paid, right? Companies like Blizzard and like Rockstar license out other companies to help them do stuff. So, like, you know, somebody is working on their grass. Somebody is modeling, like, barrels, right? Like, it's not like these are all people within Blizzard who are like, I'm going to pour my heart and soul into this project. Like, it's it's a business, right? And that's the sad yeah, truth of yeah. it. Totally. But there are some of those people. Oh, there definitely are. And it's hard not to consider that, you know? I'm not trying to put myself in the business of like idolizing some head developer. But you have to wonder, a guy like Jeff Kaplan's not out there making like company messaging policy choices. I imagine when he wakes up in the morning and sees people saying boycott Blizzard, he's got to be like, well, fuck, you know? He's I probably did, angry I didn't at his do boss any, yeah, too. Yeah. I didn't yeah. do anything to make my game 
the, the, the subject of your international incident. I'm just trying to make a fun shooter. And that's got to be really frustrating. But at the same time, like he's probably on a fixed salary. Uh-huh. He's not making money off your sales. So I don't know. It's, it's complicated. I feel yeah. like we can't make a judgment call one, one week out, you know? Totally. Sure. I can say, in my opinion, that I'm with Janelle or at what she said at the time, and I'm probably not going to be going back to Blizzard anytime but you, soon. But that's like, it's, yeah. it's easier for you, though, because you you already weren't a Blizzard. Well, you played Overwatch. I played Overwatch. Was, that was it, right? That's pretty much and it. And you were already done with that game. I mean, yeah. Overwatch kind of fell it's off like, really it's, quickly. I, think, I imagine it's harder for you, Janelle, because Blizzard's kind of, it was kind of like your favorite before this, yeah? I mean, yeah. I've been playing WoW since, you know, Vanilla. Yeah. Since you were an ape, right? Since I was a small ape with a big sharp when steak her, and a coconut. When her, when her papa smashed a coconut in front of her and <laughs> spilled it. And then her neural energy was like, I'm going to play WoW. But I mean, her like, neural energy said, Ooh. Her neural energy said, one, one more hour. We're playing Warcraft, baby. Her neural energy said, if you play the horde, you're a loser. Her neural energy said, free Hong Kong. <laughs> and, then, and then she got thrown into the river and no one ever saw her again. It was, it was wild. She actually washed up in the studio, and we were like, hey, I'm going to give her a mic and put her on. It'll so anyway, as our, as our Hearthstone <laughs> and Blizzard expert, um, you were saying... God damn it. <laughs> I just... No, it is hard, right? Like... No, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It's so hard to put my thoughts on it into words, which I know is my job to be able to do that. But it's just... I was obsessed with Overwatch. I made some very dumb financial decisions with Overwatch. <laughs> I was really into Hearthstone. Like, I love their games. I think that they have made some pretty weird choices over the last few years but it's so hard to know how i feel about this right yeah. i'm yeah, yeah. so mad and i'm so pissed off and today they started banning people on twitch for saying free hong kong right so it's like i can't forgive that but i wish i could i want to it'd be, yeah it'd be yeah. It, i i feel like i can put myself in your shoes a lot more if i think about like what if it were nintendo you know yeah and at that point i'd be like oh that's mm, it's a big sacrifice mm-hmm. if it's something like that but uh, I don't know. That's how they get away with that kind of stuff. Totally. And absolutely. I think it's different, too, because there isn't really a face associated with it. Like, uh, what's the Earthworm Jim guy's name? Don't even know who I'm talking <laughs> His about. His name's Earthworm Jim. Yeah, come on, it's Jim. Tim, yeah, anyway. Tim Earthworm. So Tim Earthworm, the creator of Earthworm Jim, is actually like this horrible transphobic bigot. He is just like yeah. one of the worst scumbags that I can think of. But he's made some interesting games. Yeah. Um, and, that's, and that's what's frustrating. Is I'm not going to support that. And I don't want to continue to support that, and I won't be supporting that. But it's like, well, he's also made some interesting things. And, and like, oh, you know, this is a conversation that happens a lot in cinema, too. Like, the discourse surrounding uh, Roman, Quentin Tarantino Roman or Polanski, Dan Polanski yeah. hasn't stopped, you know? No. Like, it's different than there's a face, right? Yeah. With Blizzard, it's like, oh, there isn't really a face you can attach it to. Well, the face is the Chinese government. Well, like, yeah. I think the closest thing they have is, like, probably Jeff Kaplan, right? I mean, but that's but just, Jeff that's just, for, just only for one yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. I would like to say, though, despite the fact that I'm very sad about this and I want to play those games, I'm not off, like, resubbing to WoW right now. Right? Yeah, right, I'm not right, a complete yeah. hypocrite. I totally. just want to so badly. You know, it's like you said. It's easy, to, it's easy to care for a week and then forget about totally. it. And I think the fact that this is something that is an issue for you means that you're putting a lot more thought into it yeah. than most other people. It's definitely difficult to take the mature route on things like this, but, like, it's important to give it an attempt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Take note, gamers. Speaking of uh, mature reactions to gamers, uh, you want to really quick talk about uh, you want to talk about Fortnite real quick. You want to talk about Fortnite? Oh boy, Fortnite? do I! My mom says I can play from eight to nine if I finish all my math homework. <laughs> uh, but I went to go play, and the game was gone. <laughs> <Where'd> <laughs> <it> go? <laughs> so, all weekend. Yeah, so Fortnite just you weren't able to play it. 
it, like a the whole ga- weekend, the game, right? Was the it game how long got was it? New. It was 37 hours. Okay. So yeah, 37 hours where you just could not, nobody could play the game. Like it was just when you would try to yeah. launch Fortnite, uh, there would be like weird staticky effects that they would put on the screen and yeah. then it would look like it was being sucked into a black hole. And well, it happened. It happened during a match. Like people were all playing. Oh, really? Across the world, and then in the middle of a battle royale match, there was rockets fired into the air, and then as soon as they came down and hit the map, everything began to explode, and people in the chat and stuff and on Twitch were flipping the hell out trying to figure out what was going on, and then the missiles caused such a large explosion that the map was sucked, it like imploded into a black hole, and then everyone was kicked offline and the game turned off for 37 hours which is wild the and closest if you launched thing... and it was on a holiday weekend like it was on a big it was on a huge traffic time yeah it would have made a lot of money and if you tried to launch the game all you got was the uh moving image of the black hole and like epic was radio silent they gave no updates they gave no news they didn't address it publicly they just turned off the game i think that would have been the perfect way to just kill fortnite forever god that would have <laughs> been like, so edit there. cool that would have been the coolest they thing made, video they would have been mentioned in history books i mean what that's kind of what they did <laughs> well no it's like, back well, but it's like but like, the game is like vastly different well sure. that's the thing it was a lead up to like fortnite they're calling it chapter two yeah it's basically fortnite two yeah um but it, it it was super weird. My mom messaged me about this. What? Yeah, she was like, did you hear about this Fortnite thing? I saw this on the news. People oh. can't play it anymore. Oh, my God. And I was like kind of explaining it to her and was like, oh, wait, hold on. Hi, Mom. Love you. Yeah, I know you're listening to this podcast, but she didn't get oh, it. Oh, hey, hey, uh, Tim, Alex. Hey, Tim, Alex. <laughs> That's her name. What's up? <laughs> These stunts are always really cool to me. The closest thing I can think of is to bring it back to League. There was a character that had like died or like a hero that had died and they removed them from the game for like maybe 24 hours and then immediately brought them back. But the twist was they were like a zombie or something. Yeah. Right. And they played the same and everything was the same. That was just like a story beat. Right. Yeah. This is, this is huge, especially being like the biggest game in the world right now yeah. to just like go off the map for a while is pretty wild. That is really cool. Yeah. I'm not a huge, we, I mean, we make fun of Fortnite here quite a bit and <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not, none of us are the biggest fans of it. None of us, but, none of us play it. Yeah. But, like I always, pay attention when the end of season has a big event because they're always really interesting they do so much cool shit like there was that thing with the cube there was a giant cube cube? oh yeah i'm kind of Uh, oh yeah i know about the cube for context (laughs) oh yeah everyone knows about the cube what Um, do you mean a cube i don't know that much about the cube what do you think i'm a baby (laughs) what do you think i'm attached to a a mother ape i have neural energy i know about the cube Okay. Tell me about the cube. Uh, so the cube. I've moved. broken more coconuts than you've been alive. Shut the fuck up about it. Even the right shape. <laughs> Those coconuts are a vastly different shape than this cube. Talk about the damn cube. Okay, so the cube moved in real time. <laughs> 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 it would it would roll like a dice across the map, um, and eventually it stopped. And I forget what the the reveal was, but it like altered the map I around just, it. Yeah. It did like something. so, the, like this was happening in real. People were playing the game. And, like, when you would play the game, everyone playing different instances of this same game would, well, different instances of this overall game, playing individual <laughs> games, would see this cube roll over in real time. It would, like, squash people and they would die. But it would, like, the map would alter in real time and new elements would be added. It's super cool. Yeah. They do a lot of really cool things with that game. Yeah. That I don't think we give them a lot of credit for. We poke fun at Fortnite, but, like... They've got some pretty interesting things up their sleeve, more so than a lot of other popular games. I, I don't know of. the details, but I've heard that there are actually um, item descriptions will drop hints to stories and recurring characters, and but the only way to fully 
understand it is to is to hop on the forums and like with the community you have to decode the meanings of like certain passages and stuff to like assemble the narrative and but that's that fun there's and, lots and of games cool, that yeah. do that um well but like yeah well absolutely. it's still it's super just cool they're but... they're really kind of like pioneering this type of storytelling i mean the, the, the earliest example i can think of that and I'm, I'm young so i don't i'm sure there's more but like the earliest i can think of is the how tf2 told its story was like relatively tf2 just told its story through the comics though. well i'm talking about like it told its story with game updates and like incremental changes that weren't narratively heavy but they were the kind of things you'd hop on the forum and be like well this this like they removed this prop in a map and it means oh that's right that's right or like it's it's like a reference to this or whatnot you know yeah that's true i would i was thinking more dark souls the way mm. that like the item descriptions have little stories and hints about the world that's never explicitly yeah. explained to you and i'm Is not as fortnite big of a dark the dark souls of fortnite <laughs> Oh, I have opened a horrible wormhole. Oh here. no! This is a this is a disgusting. Is Crash can Bandicoot of worms. the battle royale of Epic? Yes. <laughs> Who put all those apples around for Crash to get in boxes? Well, why does Pac-Man have so apples. many dots to munch? Where what is he trying to do? Are they drugs? Funny joke. Why does Mario need so many coins? What is he trying to buy? He's gonna buy a house for his princess. He's gonna he buy a bigger food. hat. Hedgehogs don't go fast. They live in the soil and grass. Why does Sonic need a ring? Is it because he roll? He needs rings roll. <laughs> Why Dr. Eggman call it egg? What he the egg baby? He doesn't want the monkeys to eat him. That's true. They can't metabolize him. Uh, uh, oh my hey, god. Hey, so uh, if if Panice Detray or whatever wants to sponsor us for constantly plugging his game, that'd be chill. You should hit hit us up. Listen, we're just We'll pull up Google Translate, we'll figure out your French, it's cool. Every episode we're gradually improving our podcast to make it suitable for Bill Trennan to come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna send him this clip. He's gonna love it. Yeah, yeah. Bill Trennan loves Apes. Apes, loves Sonic, loves all he loves Mario. I hear he's a fan of Mario. Well, I can think of an ape that he's a big fan of. His name is Donkey what? Kong. Oh, you got, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, he's an ape. Oh, it's like Diddy Kong. Well, he's a monkey. The little one. The little one's a monkey. Little Diddy Kong. He has a tail. Oh, my God. I love Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> we all love uh, Donkey Kong. You know what here. I don't love? You know what I really, what I really don't like? I, Konami. What's wrong with Konami? Because I just heard they did something really cool. Janelle, do you hear about this? So when I first heard about this, I thought it was a bad Photoshop on Twitter. And I saw it and I went, oh, that's very funny. And I kept scrolling. And now like five days later, I see you say that it's a real thing. It's real. And it's been a, it's a hard time for me. But President President Konami actually like was walking by Twitter and this guy was flipping through like a Photoshop battles thread. And he was like, oh, I'm really glad to see you. progress. That's a good idea. Oh, I'm glad to see Konami. you finished yeah. working on our new Silent Hill um, con- uh, pachinko machine. Yeah, but we talked about Konami quite a bit. Um, so, you know, if, you, if you're not in the loop so <laughs> yes. far, they basically decided that they weren't going to make games and made a bunch of bad choices. And we thought they were going to go back more into making traditional video games. But we just got a brand new reveal right before Halloween, the best time of the year to release it. A brand new Silent Hill slot machine. Exactly what I've always wanted as the world's biggest Silent Hill fan. I was going to say, you're actually a huge Silent Hill fan. Yeah, I sure am, Alex. <laughs> I sure am. And it's not even like a it's not even like a Japanese pachinko it's machine. It's not even it's pachinko. Like, oh my it's god! It's like targeted at the West. Yeah. It's in English. We could drive down to Seven Feathers and play this in like a year. We could stream it. <laughs> I don't know the legality on that, but uh, tune back in fall twenty. Emerald Emerald Gamble cast. 
Can we hook up in Elgato and just like and just do a let's play of the? Of oh the... my god! And also, it's not a slot machine; it is a four wager slot experience. Okay, so it's what? a slot machine. Oh yeah, so it's my a slot machine. God. I don't know if you've any ever, any of you have ever been to a casino, but like slot machines are like bullshit advanced now. My mom was complaining about that a while ago. She was like, I can't play these. I used to just like enjoy doing that once in a while, but now it's like it's too much shit going on the screen. I don't know. Actually, I, I'm just going to read Konami's Tom Jingoli, what he said in a press release via Yahoo Finance, because he just sums it right up. He says, this cabinet is a striking combination of sleek entertainment, premium packaging, and player comfort, backed by a rich library of original titles. Everything, including its shape, screens, betting surface, and available merchandising has, has been engineered to maximize both player experience and operational results. It's funny because, like, you know, this isn't an uncommon thing for companies to, like, make other properties with their property, if that makes sense, you but know? Yeah. Silent Hill was the... It was it was the the first inkling of the of the prophecy of Konami's collapse that we got. Them canceling Silent Hills was the beginning of the end. Nothing could possibly be more of a full circle self parody than them making a Silent Hill slot machine. It's unbelievable. In, in what it's are they unbelievable. Doing? Well, I mean, this is pretty close to the after they fired Kojima making a Metal Gear Solid Three. They made a pachinko s- machine. soccer game. They made a pachinko machine. Well, they've made a lot of soccer. They games. made Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> <laughs> they made Konami, Silent Hill, a gamble experience. They made that pretty good Bomberman game. Oh, that was pretty good. Bomberman was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good game. Yeah, it's like, like, a Bomberman. I, 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 I love bombs. Yeah, it's a Bomberman. I love, oh, man. That's a good game. Do you think this cabinet is just going to be the PS4 home screen saying, sorry, cannot download? <laughs> In this, in this cabinet it's just like it's just pt like on the like cross media bar and you click on it and, yeah. it, and it just doesn't let you do it and it'll be there for like cry, a year and then they money. will yeah it'll be there for a year and then they'll pull it out of every casino across the nation and the world and you just can't play it anymore they'll release like a like a free trial slot machine and then someone breaks into your fucking house and st- takes it back just like takes the <laughs> entire yeah the free trial slot machine that they like mail you piece by piece <laughs> it's like self-assembled yeah, in your yeah, room yeah. and then it's just—it's your money that you're you, winning. Like, come out in the morning and it's gone, but there's like a <laughs> hole in your window, and there's like a note that says like Kojima was first, and you, you said nothing, and now you're next. Like, God, though, what the fuck for real? Like, I'm not one of those gamers who's like, who takes things very personally. This feels like a fuck you. <laughs> like, I know like what they're a, doing. Like a fuck Janelle specifically. Yeah, they're like fuck you, Janelle. Uh, Stop complaining about us to all of your friends in your Twitter. It's like Kojima. <laughs> we we. We canceled your game, and then you took Norman Reedus and Guillermo del Toro, and we didn't even know we wanted Mads Mikkelsen, but you make him look really cool, and now we're mad. He's obsessed with this Mads Mikkelsen. Actually... <laughs> he, is. he tweets about him like he's like, like he's like a teen girl obsessed it's ac- with NSYNC. It's actually a little, like it's so a little uncomfortable, just a little bit. Yeah, but... and Norman Reedus. How many trailers did Norman Reedus need to be shirtless in? Well, you needed to have his bare ass in that first reveal trailer to really emphasize the impact of, of that game. Oh, yeah. Covered in oil. And then you like wait a week, and then Kojima's like, also, you can drink a monster the whole, every scene. Piss also, mechanics. then you can pee it out. Listen, monster, I want your sponsorship. You have to understand the prime function of your drink will be to fill up Norman Reedus' character so that he can pee. Piss mechanics. <laughs> Piss mechanics. I mean, remember when Kojima was like, I don't want to use real gun brands in, in my games because I don't want to support that industry and like this sort of like problematic look. At like capitalism, but I love energy drinks. Yeah, he's and he's like, monster, please sponsor me. <laughs> please, can we include you in my uh, game? Do you think uh, they announced this cabinet weeks before Death Stranding to try to take that audience? <laughs> I love it. Kojima will never know what hit him. He's got <laughs> he's got nothing dark. on us. 
all these old out of touch Japanese men are like, everyone's gonna love our slot machine. Nobody will be talking about that weird death whale game. It's great. Uh, he's like, you you come to the casino, you you know exactly what you're getting. There's there's no baby there's no babies in this game. There there's are no, no babies. No fetuses. None. But well, you don't. You know what worry. else there isn't any? What piss mechanics? Piss. I'm gonna. Well, I'll pee on it. Unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna. We're, the emerald's gonna like. The emerald's gonna Kojima us after this episode. We're gonna. We're gonna get ousted, and they're not gonna let us come to the the like st- streamy awards, or like the Razzies. Yeah. You get, <laughs> We're not gonna get our prize. Oh my god. We're not gonna get best gamer cast. None. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Play slots. Uh, yes, you know what? Go to the go to the because I said we can drive <laughs> down to Seven Feathers right now. Well, I think that's everything we wanted to cover, uh, right? I think that's all there is. Thanks for tuning in to another wonderful ape-filled, piss-filled podcast. <laughs> um, Does humankind honestly really not have <laughs> piss mechanics? No, it doesn't have piss mechanics. Oh, that okay. is reserved exclusively right. for Death Stranding. If you want to hear more about those unnamed <laughs> gameplay mechanics, piss mechanics. No. You're off the show, <laughs> but you'll be Alex on the show. You'll be on the show if you email us with questions at, correct me if I'm wrong, we made a new email today. It's emeraldgamescast at gmail.com, spelled the same. There's not two C's in there. It's gamescast. And send us questions or stuff you want us to talk about or like pictures of your dog if, you, if it's cute. Not if it's not. I don't like pictures of your ape babies cracking coconuts. Videos of you breaking coconuts, and it's going to be great. We'll <laughs> Our neural energy will grow so much. Uh, anyways, I've been Nolan. With me has been... Gooigi. In, that's not your name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Janelle. And? I'm Alex. Uh, rest in... Piss go- mechanics! Go- oh, God. <laughs> Cut the stream. <laughs> <laughs>